Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a post-game edition. I wish it was a victory edition of Spits and Suds. It should be a victory edition of Spits and Suds, but unfortunately it is not as the Calgary Flames score four in the third period to take down the Stars. Seven to four. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm Gavin Spittle, the host of Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. Well, let's start with some good who, good news from one of our post-game hosts, David Castillo. Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork of your Texas Stars, both with 20 points through 16 games. <laughs> As he points out, both on absolute heaters. So there is your Thanksgiving news because... What we saw on ice, I think the best way to describe it was it was free skate ice um, throughout the night at the AAC. Um, The physicality was nowhere to be found. The stars have a massive problem in that. And this isn't one of those things like, you know, we talk about Colorado coming back and the stars not being able to respond or quell the momentum. Same thing happened tonight. Yes, that's an issue. But how many times do we see players get behind the stars defense? Like at some point, if you're the stars coaching staff, you have got to play more conservative or you have to switch up your defensive pairings. This Lindell Hockenpah thing, it's bad, folks. I don't know how else to say it. And here's the thing. We'll answer your Twitter questions tonight. But a lot of you saying we need help defensively. And I'm here to say they can't do anything. And here's why. They will have to put Joel Hanley on waivers, which I think he would clear. But they would have to put Joel Hanley on waivers for enough money to call someone up from the Texas stars. So for stars fans saying, well, we let's go get Zadorov, who played tonight. And a lot of people thought he played well, had some scoring opportunities. I didn't really see anything special. A lot of you want to get Tanev from Calgary. Once again, it's not only going to come as a price, but how do you find the money? And no, Calgary's not going to accept Radic Foxa and Mason Marchman as part of that deal. In the NHL, capital is king. Draft picks are the current high currency. That's why you don't see prospects as a premium anymore. Teams want to create their own prospects, not take on teams, other prospects, because a lot of times those prospects, sometimes they do, but a lot of times they don't pan out. So they'd rather take chances in the draft with their scouting departments, drafting and developing their own guys, guys that they draft that know that can fit their system. 
So do the stars have some draft capital to give? Yeah, not a lot, but they do. But you have to dump salary. So what Jim Nill did last year, getting Dodonov for Gurionov and getting Max Domi for a second was terrific. Those are terrific deals. But folks, these are hard to pull off. I will also say this. I'll compare it to football. Just like premium cornerbacks or quarterbacks or any premium position in a sport up to the middle in baseball, shortstop, center fielder, catcher, defensemen are a premium in this league. That's why they're getting paid so well now. That's why they're being locked up to long-term deals. So when a vet defenseman like Tanev gets thrown out there, it's going to come at his premium because you're not at the trade deadline right now. Calgary's playing much better as of late. What is the incentive of Calgary to give up one of their top six defensemen even though they might say, I want to be traded, they're UFAs at the end of the season. So Calgary, if it was the trade deadline, would be more willing to deal. But it's too early as far as being knocked out of the playoff race. That's why they said, go ahead to, to uh, Zadorov's agent. Absolutely. Go find a trade partner. You go do the work for us. I think it's a very smart move by Calgary. Is Bixel ready in Texas? That's to be determined. But I got to be honest with you, why not at this point? And it's not Ryan Suter. I know he didn't play well. You know, tonight he played okay, but he's not the main issue. Essa Lindell and Yanni Hockenpah, granted, Hockenpah does play on the kill. However, that to me is your biggest liabilities on the blue line. And it is going to be really tough to replace them. One of the other things I tweeted tonight. When the stars are down, it's like they're continuing to go through the motion. Think for a second. How much was this crowd into the game when Calgary was making the comeback? How many let's go stars chants did you hear? How many bang the boards did you hear? People banging the glass, getting all excited. It's not the fans at the AAC. You would think that a hit, some kind of physicality, drawing a penalty. But it was like in these two games, one against Colorado and then the other tonight, it was like they were just going through the motion. And how many actually thought that when they pulled that goalie, when they pulled Ottinger with, I think, three minutes left, let's say, 
how many of you thought, well, this is it. We're going to get back in it now. I knew Calgary was going to score. I mean, it's a whole nother story, but I hate the early pull. It makes no sense to me. I know sometimes coaches are desperate and they throw it out there and sure you get the extra man on the ice, but time and time again, you just see that game end because of an empty net goal. But even before the extra skater, the stars were putting no sustained pressure on Markstrom. They got to him early. They had Calgary on the ropes. And Calgary had more odd man rushes than the stars. How does that happen? Like it happens in hockey and bounces happen. But this is happening on a regular basis. So listen, Wyatt Johnston had two goals tonight. I love the kid. He's leading the team in goals. Okay. That's wonderful. But I also don't need to hear after Wyatt Johnston after the game. I know they have to put someone out there, but I really want to hear from Jamie Ben after this game. I want to hear from the captain. I want to hear from a vet. I want to get the word that there's yelling in that room that someone's mad. And when you break your stick, which honestly, I don't like at all. Like, I appreciate the passion. But there's time left on the clock. I, I personally thought it was disrespectful. I don't think you do that. You're the one that lost the game. Don't get mad. Head to the bench. If you're going off at the end of the game, then break your stick. I know you're frustrated. I get it. But we're frustrated, too, because you went 2-2-1 two, two, and one on a five-game homestand. It's interesting now because we've seen... Vegas come in. We've seen Colorado come in. We've seen the New York Rangers. At times, this looks like a cup contender. And then at other times, reference number one, Colorado, reference number two tonight, this is a team that can be knocked out early because the consistency isn't there. And my goodness, in both these games, Colorado and tonight, you would think, because I was celebrating, because what have Sean Shapiro and myself said on this podcast? Why can't the Stars get out to early starts? And in both those games, they dominated. And then it just completely turned around. Stars one for three on the power play. Power play, you know, I mean, terrific, you know, pass. Dodonov clearly knew the pass was coming. Spread his legs. Nice little legal screen there. Joe Pavelski, you know, that's, that's great. Looked really, really good. Wyatt Johnston on the breakout in the first goal. Looked terrific. I thought it was a real poor um, keep by Zadorov. Uh, ben feeds Wyatt Johnston, uh, beats Jacob Markstrom. I mean, I can go through all these goals for you. 
But at the same time, I, I do want to point out one positive. And I hope you don't take this as negative. I hope you take this as real. Because this is what we do on Spits and Suds. I want to be real with you guys. I want you guys to realize that after the game, it's okay not to talk about just positives. This game, this team gave up a big lead. This team gave up four goals in the third period. I don't need to see Wyatt Johnston highlights over and over again. I appreciate Coach DeBoer. He's pushed all the right buttons at times. I don't need him saying, I actually thought Miro Heshkinen looked really good tonight. I'm not a Miro Heshkinen hater, but please stop with the Norris. Please. Not even in the same ballpark right now. I said it the other day on the podcast, really good player, but not Kale McCarr. Not the defenseman in Vancouver. Those are your Norris Trophy candidates this year. Hughes, Vancouver, McCarr, Colorado. All right, you guys had some really, really good questions. I love that you're fired up, and that's what we want you know this to be all about. So let's go through these uh, Twitter Q&As, and I'll answer them as best as I can. So Chris Barnard, and uh, when I tweeted out, and this is the problem with the team, four unanswered goals, where's the energy? Same thing against Colorado. Easy to have energy when things are going well. Give me a big check, draw a penalty, get back to basics. Chris answered, that's my reason for being okay with adding Zadorov. This team is missing some snarl on the back end in particular. They disappeared versus Seattle and Vegas when the going got rough. Chris, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just don't think Zadorov's the answer. I definitely think he has some snarl, but I think you can get that snarl out of Bixel. The question is, is Bixel ready? But I need to know what I'm giving up for Zadorov. I don't want to give up. I, I gave up a one that I didn't have this year. I don't want to give up another one. Uh, Hunter asked, definitely thought they oversigned on Def four. It's not what they could have made all the difference. Now, I do want to stop you there, Hunter. Um, not a lot of premium defensemen out there. Could they have made a trade? Probably. But premium defensemen on the UFA market this past offseason, it wasn't a strong class. Feel like if you got Chikrin, which would be the best, you'd have to get Essa out, but his no trade clause modified uh, or no movement. Uh, clause was definitely in the way. Yeah, I think that's something that needs to be talked about, um, that we did talk about on Spits and Suds last year, is that the Essa Lindell contract kicked in as far as uh, what he currently has, which is a 100% no movement clause. So you cannot trade him unless Essa says, sure, I'd like to leave Dallas. So after this year, Essa has one more year remaining at 5.8 million. So 5.8 million this year, 5.8 million next year. So um, that was tough that that no movement clause kicked in. Um, 
But, you know, it's just a shame because when this contract was signed uh, back in 2019, 2020, uh, Essa Lindell was on the rise. He was just a real solid uh, defenseman. And it's unfortunately, we've seen a regression. Um, there are times when I think he he does show signs of old Essa Lindell, um, but he's just not the same player, in my opinion. So uh, real, real good point. The Chikrin thing, I think Ottawa got a steal last year. I think the Coyotes could have gotten more from Chikrin. Both Sean and I were really surprised that that trade was made. Uh, so, you know, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, good good on Ottawa um, for, for doing that. Uh, let's see. I had it up earlier. I will have to, uh, see what, uh, Chikrin has remaining. Uh, I believe he has one year after this year. Uh, he has a modified no trade clause. So that means he selects so many teams that he does not want to play for, but here's the issue. Once again, $4.6 million. So would I love to have Jake and Jacob trick Chikrin? Would he solve a lot of these problems? He absolutely would. In my opinion, I think he'd, uh, make Miro especially better because, you know, right now it's Miro and then five guys. Um, but at, at the same time, and I think Harley, you know, is, um, um, playing okay, um, you know, needs to see, you know, more of a progression. There are times that he's really, really good, but, you know, he's growing as a player, as is uh, Lundquist. Uh, so that's the story on Chikrin and uh, taking your uh, questions. Uh, Tim says, at Sporty Meteor, good Lord, we need some defensive help. I think we all feel that way. And by the way, defensive help is not just your blue liners. Okay. These teams are getting behind you, but notice on two of the goals, how close Pavelski was to stopping, um, one of those Calgary goals and he just missed it. So, uh, that was, let's see, that was, uh, trying to think what goal that was that was the cross ice pass um that uh calgary uh scored on so you know it's just it's uh one of those things that uh sharon govich sorry so that was the goal and it went you know probably just a hair and then ty delandria um couldn't tie up backland and backland with a big goal um which kind of sealed the game even before the uh empty netter so uh that one happened at 728 so you know just missed and those are those little things that forwards can do folks you know back checking is really really important in this league okay uh hunter says in five games this homestand just not a good enough for a team with these aspirations poor performance but a spits and suds tomorrow will make it a little bit better thanks gavin Thank you, Hunter. I appreciate you guys listening. Sometimes we'll have David Castillo. Sometimes Sean will hop on, but sometimes it'll be me solo. So I hope you like these post games that we'd like to do because it's fresh in the memory. And I think you guys deserve a voice after the game. Uh, Hunter also adds minor note, not that we have a choice, but I've always thought Miro looks much better when he's playing his correct side and not the right defenseman. Uh, I know Europeans are better at both, but I just feel it hinders him. Bigger note, 
who would you get on defense if we made a trade? <laughs> well, I, I think the reality is, is that it's going to be really tough to make a trade. Um, for a team to retain salary, you're going to have to give up either additional draft picks or a prospect. So you're going to have to add if you want to get a premium defenseman. So like I said, keep your eye on Liam Bixel. But once again, you will have to make a roster move to bring Bixel up because of the salary cap tightness uh, that they have on this team. Uh, Green Bay of Texas. At Green Bay of Texas, I understand it's not a possibility with the salary cap situation, but with how well uh, Stankoven has been playing in the AHL, I'd love to see the extra spark he could add to this team. There's a lot of depth in these forwards. I mean, the reality is, is you are scoring goals. You scored four tonight. Um, I don't know if it's an offensive situation, although at times the offense does go away, but I'm okay with parking Stankoven once again. What are they going to do to call him up? So who are they going to put on, you know, waivers? If you put, let's say, Joel Hanley and he gets picked up, you know, then you're short a defenseman. So, you know, you could take that chance. And Sean said earlier that if they do waive him, he's not sure a team would pick him up. Uh, the Fink at laces out Finkel soft team out hit out hustled outplayed embarrassing. I think a lot of stars fans say that in those two games, Colorado and, uh, against, um, uh, tonight, I think it's one of those things, these four points you're going to think at the end of the season, just like, remember, um, a couple of years ago when the stars, lost all those games to Arizona. And at the end of the year, I look back and I said, you lost key games to Arizona, Montreal, and Ottawa swept you. So these two games are on my radar. And it's okay for teams to lose games and lose leads. That's going to happen throughout the season. But you do see that this team cannot slow down when teams really pick up that momentum against them. They don't have that answer, whether it's a big hit, whether it's drawing a penalty and making that team with all the momentum have to kill a penalty. They just haven't um, done anything which shows you that they can completely quell momentum. Uh, all right. Uh, Wayne B says, yep, call it a trend team across sports at applies and it's the reason why the rangers ultimately won they found a different gear to break the bad juju and refocus if you're good when it's good and bad when it's bad then you end up a 500 team you know who would really have looked good on this team blake coleman and i know he got a really nice contract from calgary and i don't want to say i'm happy that he scored tonight and i don't want to say i'm happy that he had an assist and that he was one of the three stars of the game tonight but I love it when local guys do well. So, I mean, he has represented Plano so well in the NHL. Um, and uh, he's having a really, really good year with Calgary. Which, which, by the way, I was thinking earlier, it was just two years ago when the Stars lost to Calgary. And how good that team was. And it's pretty amazing when you look at this Calgary team and that Calgary team, how much they've been through as far as turnover. Uh, K Twiz chiming in. He says, 100% agree with uh, me as far as what I said. Um, 
four unanswered goals and uh, where's the energy. So uh, that seems to be a consensus among you, the Spits and Suds listeners, that the energy just wasn't there. Uh, it's been crap on your goalie night at the AAC, no matter what number is on the jersey. <laughs> Listen, Jake Ottinger did not have a good game tonight, and I wanted Pete DeBoer to pull Jake Ottinger. He was really good against Vegas the other night. Um, there are nights like tonight where you need your goalie to be a momentum killer, and Ottinger couldn't do it tonight. Um, I thought I thought they left him out to dry in front of him, but I also think that he could have stopped some goals. So why did I want to put in Wedgwood? Because I needed to change the momentum of this game. Has nothing to do with Jake Ottinger. I would put Jake Ottinger right back in against Winnipeg. What it had to do with was the momentum clearly shift and the stars as far as the forwards and defensemen weren't showing enough momentum and I needed, that's really the only change I could make because if I sit Hockenpah, let's just say now all of a sudden I'm down to five defensemen and I have to double shift defensemen. That's a massive liability. I know some teams do that, especially in third periods to kind of prove a point, but I mean, that's real tough. So I thought it was a move that might change the momentum, you know, kind of swing thing the stars way. But Coach DeBoer decided to keep Ottinger in. Uh, Eden Shallow, how worried am I about Jake Ottinger? He's had some downright bad games and is incredibly inconsistent, seeing some talk that maybe he isn't the elite world beater he looked like a year or so ago, and this is why he'll be going forward, but that seems a smidge dramatic to me. I think it's very dramatic, actually. I think Jake Ottinger's a really, really good goalie, and goalies have bad nights, okay? Just understand. Listen, the goalie for Calgary, Jacob Markstrom, I believe started the night four and seven, but had a 2.89 goals against. Okay. So sometimes it's also your team and odd man breakouts is a massive issue. You're putting Jake Ottinger on his heels. Let the guy do his, you know, job. Let him see pox at the same time. He wasn't good tonight. But do I think he's top 10 in the league? Absolutely. Probably around six or seven. But your goalie's also going to have bad nights. Wish he didn't because he could have killed the momentum. So I'm really, Eden, to be honest with you, I'm not worried about Jake Ottinger. Um, you know, he was having a really, really good season. He's played really well at times. Uh, and to that point, so is Scott Wedgwood. Uh, Dallas hockey fans at Dallas hockey fans. The Dallas stars lack the grit factor. Every cup winning team has interesting that Chicago healthy scratch Corey Perry the other night, um, especially when Corey Perry and Connor Bedard have this Joe Pavelski, Wyatt Johnston like relationship. So interesting. Corey Perry was a healthy scratch. Chicago just lost Taylor hall for the season. So, um, Corey Perry on the block, is that rumor swirling again? It happened to begin the year. Could it happen again? Once again, we have a salary cap issue. 
But I think Corey Perry could provide that grit and that leadership in the room. They do have a lot of leadership in the room. I'm not questioning Jamie Benn or Joe Pavelski or Matt Duchesne. I mean, these are NHL vets, Tyler Sagan. But I really do hope none of us are in the room. And they'll say the right things when they leave the room. But I hope not only was it breaking sticks on the ice, but somebody got up and spoke. Now, this team is really resilient and really good on the road, so let's see what they can do. Uh, Logan says uh, he has the talent but just doesn't seem like a mentally tough enough goalie, talking about Jake Ottinger, in that he seems to really fold when things aren't going well and the play falls apart in front of him or he has a bad game or period. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I understand the goalies like the quarterback and that Jake Ottinger is going to be the one that many people look at. Could he have been better? Maybe, you know, stop two or three of them tonight. Probably so. But at the same time, you know, I do think he's top 10 in the league. I can't say it enough. I think he's actually more consistent than he gets credit for. I think just, you know, he's a person that people look at, especially when you let up uh, seven goals. Okay, so we continue. Uh, Stars allow four goals in the third period and lose by the score of seven to four. Um, let's see. Kelly Thurman says flashbacks to Colorado. Uh, I responded to Kelly because she had a couple of good points, and I said, put in Kelly tonight. Spittle is out as your Spits and Suds podcast post-game host. <laughs> Kelly, really good points. Keep it up. Love talking hockey with you. Uh, okay. Uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy Boom Boom said, Otter looks off. Yeah, he didn't look great tonight. Um, let's see. Um, West Tarkington wanted to bench Hockenpah and pull Otter. Um, that's a lot putting in your backup goalie and taking out one of your special teams guys granted, you know, I mean, you could put him back in for that, but that's logging a lot of minutes for your stars D men down to five defensemen. It's really puts a lot of strain on them. And when you're not playing well, you don't need any more strain. Um, let's see. Uh, T Jetman says, yeah, otter stuck in a food coma. Boy. I think this game, both teams were stuck in a coma. As they said on the broadcast tonight, everyone went over to Blake Coleman's house, all the Flames players, and had a nice Thanksgiving meal. I'm sure a lot of the stars got together. Man, can I see a check? I just, as I said at the top of this pod, it was like open ice night. You know, can I see a hit? Can I see some kind of physicality? I mean, that could have changed things. Uh, Chris says, yeah, uh, Zadorov looks pretty good. What would we offer for him? Uh, I think Calgary wants draft capital, and uh, that would be what I would want if I'm a Stars fan. I do not want any of the Stars contracts. Um, okay, Ryan Suter fan disagrees. I feel like the, I'm the only one not on board with Zadorov or Hannafin trades. I think I'd be okay with a reasonable TANF trade, but I'm not. Uh, uh, he's not going to give up a lot for him is what he's trying to say. Well, thanks, Ryder Suter fan. I actually agree with you. Um, all three of them have been really good NHL players, but I don't, not at this point. Um, I want to see what I have in Texas and 
I don't want to give up the quote unquote farm. Like I said, we gave up a first round draft pick for Nils Lundquist. I think Lundquist has shown a lot of improvement this year, but I don't want to give up a number one pick or a number two pick for that matter um, in the future uh, for, you know, essentially a, a rental. And I know many people will say, well, you know, Gavin, the time is now. And I appreciate that the time's now. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, is the time now because of what you have coming from Texas? I mean, these guys are lighting it up. For those wondering, what do the Stars have in this upcoming draft to, to give up? The Stars have a first-round pick, a second-round pick. They do not have a third- and fourth-round pick. They do have a fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. So they have picks, uh, single picks in rounds one, two, five and seven and teams are going to be looking at that one and two they do in 2025 have a first round draft pick but they do not have a uh, second round pick and uh let's see the third round pick in 2025 is a conditional pick um and here's what it's the condition is if nils lundquist earns 55 cumulative points over the 2022 2023 season and which is last year 2023 24 regular seasons the 2025 fourth round pick upgrades dallas 2025 third if this condition is met arizona will receive the better of new york rangers or dallas third round selections so <laughs> that's a lot of info for you guys you guys deserve better on that but we like to fill you in on spits and suds uh so let's see uh, that's it for uh twitter questions so some really good passion out of you guys once again the dallas stars um lose a tough one tonight for the second time in the span of a few games they give up four to two leads and not a good homestand two two and one so now the stars go on the road and here's what next week looks like the stars do have some time off to regroup at winnipeg on tuesday and then it's amazing the flames again three times in one month at the flames and then back home next saturday for an afternoon matinee against a tough team the tampa bay lightning so your final score seven to four. I'm Gavin Spittle. Thank you so much, one and all, uh, for listening to Spits and Suds. I do want to point out one thing. Um, I went on Apple the other day just to just to look at our podcast on Apple, and you guys gave us five stars, and that is awesome, and that means a lot in the Apple world. So, um, Spotify, Apple, you can rate our podcast. So, if you don't mind just leaving a a podcast a comment. Uh, hopefully positive. That would be wonderful because, you know, the more great reviews we have, the more people will check it out. You know, the goal here is simple, is we want to grow hockey in DFW. We want to give you real opinions and we want to come on after games like tonight and let you guys vent along with us. So thank you so much for your kind reviews. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. We'll have some awesome podcasts uh, next week. So that's going to do it for me, Gavin Spittle. And have a great day, everyone.